Hey, it's Bill. You're tuned in to episode number 22 of Three Questions and a Song, where I ask three questions and we talk about a song. With me tonight is Norman Lestrange of Bloodrin. What's up, Norman? I do. Um, How you doing? <laughs> so, as I told you off the air, this is very much rapid fire. So, my my first question to you is, what draws you to the stage and, and why metal? Uh, what draws me personally to the stage is uh, just the reaction. I, I feed a lot off of the energy that the crowd gives back. You know, the, it seems like the more hype your your band gets, the more hype the crowd gets. Everybody's having a good time. Um, and metal, just because it's, it's powerful, most of the time it's fast. Um, even when it's slow, it can still be just as powerful. Um, uh, the, a lot of metal music um i can find more of a relation to personally uh which is also what drives me to do music uh, just the personal connection between you and somebody else it's, that could be a stranger you know it's all just kind of relative and fuels each other hey you ready for number two yep being that i'm not familiar with the roanoke music scene um what is one thing that you absolutely love about the scene there and one thing that you, you hate and you would change? Uh, one thing I love is the fact that it, it it's it's kind of the both answer to both. I love and I hate the fact that it's a small scene. Um, I love it because, you know, you, you usually tend to have more of a bond with the fan base down here. Um, I'm originally from Baltimore, so that scene is a lot bigger. So for you to grab the attention of, you know, the – the city, so to speak, you pretty much have to play a lot. You got to really, 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 really bring it you know, on a very consistent basis. Down here, you know, it's it's a lot more laid back. It's not more of a competition. It's just kind of like a come on in and play some music type of deal down here. Um, but of course, because it's smaller, uh, it's it's really hard to find other bands that are uh, you know playing even the same genre. Because it's down here, I've, I mostly come across like country, and uh, there's a bluegrass scene down here. Not very metal, but the metal community, it does exist. It's just really small. So, you know, you can kind of look at that on both sides of the coin. Okay. So, um, you gave me two tracks. I'm going to add them both to buildthescene.com's radio station. But the one we're going to concentrate on tonight is No Weakness. What can you tell me about that song? Uh, no weakness was actually a uh, fun fact. This is one of the few songs that isn't driven by a rift that our guitar player thought of. It's actually our bass player thought of the main rift for the song and guitar player just took it and went with it. That, but that, I, that explains the bass intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we saw it fitting, uh, for this particular song that, you know, since it did come from the bass player, it would start like that. Um, and then have everybody come in after him. Uh, the song is personally written about just kind of um, th the flaws of being a human, um, weakness in almost any form, you know, being able to be tired, being hungry, uh, but most notably the how easy it is to, to choose the wrong path or to do the wrong thing. Um, that's uh, pretty much where the no weakness part kind of comes in because how easy would it be to, you know, keep that, 
you know, thousand dollar wad that you just saw this old lady drop or you give it back to her. You know what I mean? It's easy to choose the non-morally compliant choice rather than to, you know, just do the right thing for the for the average person. You know, and it may not just be money. It might be uh, filling out paperwork. It, I mean, it could be anything. Faithfulness in your relationship. I mean, it's just a wide uh, topic, and I and I just felt like uh, well, I don't even remember exactly what was what I was thinking personally when I wrote it, but uh, you know, it's just about pushing on and you know, just staying who you are. Basically, you know, if you're a good person, stay a good person. Uh, you know, choose the decision that you honestly think is right, uh, and that's pretty much no weakness. <laughs> All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a moment and we're going to listen to No Weakness by Bloodrin, and we will be right back.
Okay, that was Bloodrin's track, No Weakness. Um, where, where can they get a copy of that from, Norman? Uh, you can find it on iTunes, CD Baby. Uh, well, to shorten the list down, you can pretty much find it anywhere. Uh, I know for a fact that it's not on Pandora. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Um, but it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes, Google Play, um, Amazon, You know, most of your other uh, media sources out there. Um, also, you can always hit us up on Facebook. Um, as far as like, if you want to just buy a physical copy from us personally, um, or you know, if you want to find out when our shows are, you can also hit us up on Facebook as well. And I, I am um, in the show notes. I'm linking to your Bandcamp page as well. Yes, so, yes. We also have Bandcamp. Yeah. What we're gonna do next is I'm gonna go ahead and let String Stone Wicked Souls ask you a question. When you go see a band live, what? Do you what do you expect? Are you listening to the lyrics? Are you listening to the music? Or are you watching the live performance? Um, what means that much to you to go see them live? Uh, let's see. I try not to focus too much on anything in specific uh, when I'm watching another band because I'm trying not to be quote unquote working. Um, you know, I just want to be there to enjoy what I'm seeing. Uh, but a big part for me uh, going out to any live show is the fact that it's a show. I want to see a performance. I want to see something. I want to see something. Like if, if I wanted to hear you play perfectly, absolutely crisp and 100% perfect, I would just listen to the perfect form of, you know, whatever music you have, you know, recorded. But if I want to see something, I want to be a part of your music, I, you know, that's what draws me out. You know, so that's, that's a lot of why, you know, when you watch our shows, that goes to say, you know, why I'm always jumping around trying to find a way to engage the crowd. Because if you're just going to be up on stage, I mean, you might as well just be a DJ, you know what I mean? Or I could listen to it in my car, you know, I, I want to, I want that engagement. Like, uh, who was it? Who was it? Um, uh, August Burns Red, uh, Bless the Fall. I saw them a couple of years ago. Perfect example. Um, if you've ever seen either one of these two bands specifically, you'll know that these dudes are headbanging, they are sweating, they are breathing heavy, you know, and and they're having a lot of fun. And you can see all of this stuff in their performance, you know, and that's that's what I expect to see from another musician. Otherwise, you know, I I feel like maybe you're not taking it your music as seriously as I am. So uh, I think that pretty much <laughs> answers that pretty quickly. I dabble in concert photography from time to time. And I've noticed that the bands that are on stage having fun and, and moving all over the place, those are the bands I take like 250 pictures of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then, and, the, and the other guys that, that are just kind of, you know, trees, you know, strung up to play instruments, you know, you, you don't really get a whole lot of cool pictures. You know, uh, it's not, I usually end up with like 10. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's hard to get a lot of different shots if you're just standing in one spot or if you're uh, if you don't uh, I don't know change change your hip levels or something like that every once in a while or maybe maybe you uh, spin around a little bit because I've seen something as simple as you know a 180 degree turn live turn into an amazing shot you know with the hair flicking and the lights mm -hmm. and stuff you know just catching that one sweet moment of that spin and sometimes that's all it takes you know uh, you know one thing that has always been a pet peeve of mine is is you know you have your practice time you have your rehearsal time you have your your studio time when when you're supposed to be perfect when you show off your perfection basically and then live it's it's like 
to me, it's more more so about showing the world how much fun you have and enjoying FaceTime with your fans. You know, and if you don't express that, you know, show people that you're having fun. I mean, some people are nervous, and I get it. Uh, you know, I have a couple of friends here in Roanoke uh, that are actually nervous people on stage. You know, they got to hit, they got to take a shot or something before they go on, or you know, try to loosen up. Um, but my best advice to all the musicians out there that may be listening or people that have friends with that are in bands, you know, just tell them, don't be afraid to just lay it all out. Play every show as if it was your last show that you'll ever play in your life and just just be determined to have as much fun, just be determined to have as many like crazy pictures with faces and just weird things that make you go, how the heck or what the heck was I doing? to end up in this picture or in that position at this particular time, um, you know, and, and I'm sure that you'll, you'll see a difference in the response from your, your fans, the people that are playing in front of you, especially people that have never seen you, you know, you're really going to be able to capture a lot of attention that way. Hey, so what I need from you now is um, I need the question that you have for Richard from the band broom filler out of Toronto. I'm not going to lie. The first thing that popped in my head when you sent me that, because all I saw was broomfiller.com. I said, what the hell is a broom filler? (laughs) (laughs) So so this whole time I've been thinking of a question and I've been trying so hard to be creative, but I think in this case, it's simple. just might be the best bet. Where did you get the name broom filler from? Okay. So you're going to have to listen to that episode to to hear his answer. I'm very very much looking forward to that. Just band names have always been kind of an interesting spot. Some of them don't make any sense. And, and some of them mean a lot of something, but you just can't tell. And, and, and since you brought it up, we're going to do a bonus question. Where did Bloodrin come from? Uh, I feel like that's only fair. So uh, the story behind Bloodrin, uh, this band was built out of a, um, it started as a cover band. When I, before I was even in the band, the only member of the band that was actually in that band um, was Ox, our guitar player. And when I moved down here, had been like a year I was on Craigslist. We got we got together, then we found a drummer, then we found a bass player um, to replace the other guys that had left, and then boom, we were uh, making music, but we didn't have a name. So we were all just kind of looking on the internet, thinking of names that just sounded cool, thinking of names that tried to like mean something, uh, but we were just kind of stringing along here, and we just weren't quite sure. So our actual original drummer um, thought of the name, and he said, uh, "Hey guys, I got a band name for you." We said, all right, what you got? We said, blood. We said, all right, does, does that mean something? <laughs> like we, none of us do. And he was like, yeah, it's, it's basically, uh, in the most simple explanation, it's a blood oath ritual, um, like an oath or a pact. And we thought, huh, that actually sounds pretty cool. Um, uh, it wasn't actually until we did a Facebook uh, uh, survey, or we did a poll, actually, and we just polled it with a couple other names. Uh, some of them were serious. Some of them were fun. Some of them were meaningful. Some of them weren't, you know, whatever. And uh, Bloodred actually won out. So uh, once we got that, you know, we came back together and we said, you know, we really like the word Bloodred. You know, it's, it's different. It's simple. It's sweet. And, you know, it, it's kind of memorable. You know, it's, it's, it's just one of those types of names. So it, it just kind of stuck. And, uh Another kind of fun fact about it is it's actually really difficult for people to spell it. <laughs> uh, I, I get that. <laughs> um, you know, it, the I think they're called umlauts. 
the, the dots yes. over the O yes. um, really throws people off. And uh, I actually Googled it. I think the actual pronunciation of it is like Bludrin, Blaudrin, Blaudrin, something like that. Uh, but, you know, I just said, you know, screw it. We're American. We're just going to pronounce it how we want. It's going to just be Bludrin. <laughs> <laughs> but the O's, you know, the O's make it look cool, so we just left them. So. Yep. All right. So one last comment from me, and then I'll let you go for the evening. Um, right. I'm looking at the album cover. Yes, sir. And being a science teacher, what I see there is a dragon and a hurricane. <laughs> that is actually, um, uh, it's a dragon. And the image in the background is actually an x-ray um, of our oh. bass player's chest cavity. <laughs> I, I, I see the ribs now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for a while, I didn't really think anything of it. I just kind of thought it was there for no real reason. But there's actually a, a story behind that. But it's it's hidden in our videos. Um, unfortunately, I don't know exactly when it was recorded. Um, but it's on our Facebook page. Our bass player tells the story. There's not very many p- pictures or, or videos up where our bass player talks. So it, it'll be pretty easy to find. But uh, uh, speaking of which, um, our bass player actually just uh, resigned from the band. Um He's just having a lot of a lot of family stuff going on. He just started a new job, uh, things like that. Um, we love him. We appreciate him. Uh, and he's still around if we if we need to call on him, um, and if he's available. Uh, there's no bad blood there. But if anybody happens to be listening in or around the Roanoke area, or maybe even possibly willing to relocate, uh, we're looking for a bass player. Um, but uh, how, yeah. how would how would you want them to get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of us through our Facebook. Um, just message the band page, Bludrin. Um, I believe it's uh, facebook.com slash Bludrin. Um, yeah, and you can just message us on there. We have three people. Actually, our bass player is still in the uh, group chats and stuff. So we have four people that are able to respond to you. So we're pretty much we're pretty good at responding uh, pretty quickly and everything. So. If anybody knows anyone or wants to come try it yourself, just hit us up. So this has been episode number 22 of Three Questions in a Song. Check us out on the 1st and 15th of every month. You can uh, find us at podcastyourscene.com.